very warm welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you will enjoy this podcast. Hi Devraj, it's a pleasure to have you. How are you doing today? Thank you so much Ashish. A warm welcome. I am great. I'm I'm nice. I'm in the city of Mumbai and as we all know that Mumbai always rocks. So it's great to have <laughs> you and and I'm really thankful that that you've invited me for this podcast. Absolutely and Mumbai does always rock. So we were discussing before starting the conversation. I equally absolutely love Mumbai. So let's get started. Thank so so Debrash, tell me, you know, uh, when uh, one thing which came to my mind immediately when, you know, whenever if you hear a brand such as Victoria Knox come to your head, right, it's a very strong brand name. And one thing which immediately came to my mind was Swiss Army Knife, right? Uh, I mean, I think everyone yeah. can, uh, the, the recall is so strong. But my question to you is, uh, having such a strong brand in one vertical, does it help? What what is what has been your experience when you are launching new products like watches or some other products, right? So, uh, what has been your experience when a customer can quickly correlate with the brand, uh, brand like Victorinox? But how do you go about in terms of uh, when you go about launching new products which someone might not have heard of before? Well, uh, Ashish, it's always nice to uh, be associated with a product like the Swiss Army Knife, which yeah. uh, in, in a short way represents Switzerland. We call the Swiss Army Knife a slice of Switzerland because okay. it, it actually represents the country in its complete, uh, the entire uh, uh, of Switzerland. If people go to Swiss, they buy back a Swiss Army Knife as a souvenir. So there are very few products actually which can represent a country and, and, and Victoria Swiss Army Knife is one such uh, product which represents the entire Switzerland uh, uh, back in many other countries. So now, uh, working with such a strong, iconic brand, you know, it, it, it is always difficult for the other product extensions mm-hmm. like that we've been talking about, the travel gear and the watches, to live up to the reputation of the mother product. Because mm-hmm. uh, the Victorinox Swiss Army knife comes with a lifetime warranty. I'm, I mean, it's a guarantee actually more than a warranty. I mean, you, we we uh, say that the, the, the knife uh, should should live its lifetime as long as the, the owner is alive, you know. So uh, with that kind of quality ga- yeah, promise, it's very difficult to live up with a watch and a travel gear, which uh, which uh, uh, are more difficult products. But yes, we uh, we offer a very extensive five years warranty for our watches and a ten year warranty for a travel gear. So we dearly look into the quality aspect pretty deeply, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having to answer your question, it is always difficult to actually live up to the mother brand. But yes, we always try to live up to the mother product and we come as much close as we can in terms of the functionality, the design, the quality and the innovation that the Swiss Army Knife has. I actually was not aware of it provides lifetime or uh, the warranty or guarantee. I mean, in today's DNA yeah. age of tech where you have to replace your product every once, like every year i mean i don't know it year or so correct uh, <laughs> it's absolutely good to know yeah so upgrade yourself every year of course we we, we offer an opportunity for our connoisseurs and lovers to upgrade themselves mm-hmm. but a knife that you have bought should be there with you uh, uh, your, throughout your lifetime and mm-hmm. it should actually be a part of your everyday adventures and never let you down so that's that's another tag word that we use that our product should never let you down yeah. Oh. 
Wonderful. So what has been your uh, sort of the brand's journey uh, in India? How has sort of it has evolved? Uh, I, I saw you have been associated with more than a decade with the brand. So how has sort of the journey evolved in India? If you can uh, highlight, you know, or share some, yeah. some of your journey. Yeah, okay. So Ashish, uh, like most of 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 uh, multinational brands, which first are very skeptical when they enter a country, you know, they generally uh, hold the hands of a distributor uh, who does the initial investment. So we actually started the business to an Indian distributor uh, way back in about uh, 2003, four, and uh, then uh, around uh, 2009, this this uh, it was made into a subsidiary when uh, the Swiss invested about 90% into the subsidiary and 10% was still owned by an Indian owner uh, who was an Indian partner in the entire venture. Uh, 2016, it became a complete subsidiary. So now we are 100% Swiss-owned subsidiary. So that's how the basic journey has been. Uh, we basically started way back only with the knives. That's how the Swiss Army knives actually entered India to the distribution mode. And we were available in, in stores like Archie's. It's very difficult to sell knives, Ashish, because we do not have... Uh, 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 you know, dedicated knife store, like the way we have a dedicated watch mm -hmm. store and a dedicated travel gear store. We have nothing for knives. So mm -hmm. we just used to wonder where will the Swiss knives sell from? So we, we tried Archie's galleries and we tried home stops and we, we had put the knives in various different, uh, you know, uh, uh, retail points. Mm -hmm. And then with slowly with time, because if you, even if you go back to Switzerland, we find that the knives are selling from everywhere. They even sell from street shops, you know, even outside streets in small kiosks. Mm -hmm. So you can just walk across all these kiosks and pick up a knife. So that's how it, do, it would sell in Switzerland. But back in India, we do not have this kind of retail uh, scope. But then whatever we had, the, the large format stores like shop stops or Archie's formats, we tried doing it there. And then we slowly evolved with time. We got the other product categories, which is the kitchen knife, the travel gear, the watches. Uh, it, it was very easy for us and, and to do watches because uh, basically I come from a watch background. So I worked mm -hmm. with Rado, Tag Heuer, Titan. So having worked with Rado and I was actually inducted into this company to handle the watch as a category. So mm -hmm. it was, I had placed the watch today. The watch is placed across 150 MBO. So because it's a mature trade, you know, there are a lot of mature retailers here. We just had to add the brand in this store. So watch was uh, a quite seamless journey and we've done pretty well in this country for watches. Our okay. biggest challenge has always been the Swiss Army knives. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we could not actually, uh, uh, you know, really expand much with the Swiss Army mm -hmm. knives. Mm -hmm. uh, then uh, back in 2016, uh, we started a concept called Gute Reise, which means happy journey or bon voyage. So this is a concept store which sells Victorinox products. So we kind of, created the this store uh, uh, in a, the concept we, we conceptualized this store and then we gave it to franchisees to run this concept so today we've got about 15 such stores which has a huge presence of swiss army knives the cutlery the watches some of them have watches and and travel gear so uh, basically if you if you really see that uh, we have uh, our journey basically have been from very small uh, uh, presence across uh, shops like archies and and, and, and home stops and then today we are present in different verticals in different formats like watches are present in 150 mbos the travel gear is present to about 15 large format uh, 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 mbos which is uh, the gutterizer stores our kitchen knife sells pretty well online we we, we uh, our online is, is is perhaps the biggest channel for for cutlery today and for swiss army knives online and our offline both are equally large for us so 
it's an interesting mix of of the retail formats that we use today ashish and if i can ask uh, uh, which is your fav- favorite brand of watch which is the favorite brand apart from victorinox because victorinox <laughs> is very close to my heart that the brand yes. that you work for and yeah. i i kind of nourished this brand in india because ba- way back in 2010 the brand was not known today it's quite a mm. known brand and i think uh, uh, this entire journey was taken uh, i i mean executed by me and my team so of course uh, it's it's entire team work but yes if you ask me a brand which is very close to my heart i would say that uh, rado is a brand which is very close to my heart even i worked for that brand and that is the brand that first introduced me to the world of swiss so you know your first love is something which you can never forget it's something <laughs> like that <laughs> absolutely yeah. and uh, yeah. how, how does someone go about uh, marketing uh, 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 you know in terms of how do you compete with players who are predominantly into let's say watches right and um, how do you go about differentiating yourself or uh, so, how does it work hmm. <laughs> yeah uh, nice question ashish uh, ashish uh, basically every product of ours is a separate vertical by itself like uh, i mean uh, travel gear swiss army knives the kitchen knives and the watches they're all separate companies by themselves separate products with with very strong you know character everyone has and and it's very difficult to unify do a marketing campaign using all of them together so we basically do separate marketing campaigns now coming to victorinox uh, our main competitors are large watch brands like tissot which is that's like a lower in price bracket than us and uh, you know uh, longines or tag heuer which is slightly higher than us in price now uh, the swiss the swiss guys are very intelligently positioned victorinox as a brand above a tag a tissot and below longines so this this uh-huh. category of about 25000 indian rupees to about 45000 indian rupees is quite vacant in the swiss ladder in the swiss watch ladder you know so we are uh, we kind of occupy this position wherein we offer a better quality product than tissot i would say better quality because they offer a two years warranty we offer a five year warranty so we we believe that we offer a stronger and a better quality product than tissot and at the same time you know uh, we offer products as good as longines and tagoid but at a lower price so when a consumer really wants to upgrade himself into the second swiss watch you know then Uh, a jump from a twenty-five thousand tissot to a lakh rupees of tagoid is a big jump. That's where mm-hmm. Victorinox mm-hmm. comes into the play. So uh, we predominantly try and make ourselves strong within the store. So we do not really go for too much of awareness advertising because that that is a real big bucket which needs a lot of money. So we mm-hmm. try and be strong within the point of sale where we do a lot of. Uh, a, a visual presentation within the point of sale we do a lot of campaigns within the point of sale we try and educate the staff who sells our watches we do very regular trainings with them so that they are very conversant with the qualities of our watches and they can can be can be so most of our activities are around surrounding the point of sale i would say ashish so i am uh, i will sort of classify myself as I like watches, right? I am fairly aware of a yeah, couple of yeah. brands here and there. So, where do you okay. see uh, uh, brands like Japanese brand Seiko or the other brands? Uh, how, how do you uh, compare or position yourself? I, I think they have certain ranges which falls within the same uh, range, thirty, forty yeah, grand yeah, or do. something. They do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do. Ashish, uh, uh, you know, uh, there was a time when when the when the quartz watches from from the japanese manufacturers had actually completely killed the entire swiss watch industry 
I think I, I probably would have heard of the story then when the Swiss watch industry was completely wiped out by the Japanese uh, advent of the quads watches. Uh, so, but then Swiss bounced back, and 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 today uh, there's a very difference between the world of Swiss watches and the world of Japanese watches or, or non-Swiss watches. That's the category which you know uh, works actually. So when I say Swiss watches, uh, of course uh, there is a lot of things that comes into the consumer's mind. One of them is quality, and one of them is design, which which people always believe that Swiss quality is is always uh, the best number one. And of course the design are are are, are really beautiful. So. Uh, uh, so that is something which really stands out. So now when it comes to the quads uh, players from the Japanese, the only edge that we have is that we are Swiss. So it, it is something like you want to buy a French wine, you know. Yes. So uh, and maybe there can be other good wines from, from Australia, but a French wine is always a French wine. So it's something like this. So a Swiss watch is always a Swiss watch. However, a good, you know, a, a Japanese brand comes up. We always have this uh, sword with us, the Swiss sword, which we use uh, to stand out in the consumer's mind. Oh, lovely. And that's good to know. Hello. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Sorry. And, and you explained, I think, beautifully uh, the analogy of French fine and, you know, the Swiss brand. So definitely, I think many of us can yeah. relate to it. Uh, uh, and and how have you seen... Uh, uh, as a segment, like this entire space of uh, uh, luxury watches uh, in which you're sort of operating, uh, have you seen the appetite grow or how, how what, what is what is the sort of demand coming uh, from the market, right? I mean, what are people actually looking at, if you can share some insights? Okay, uh, Ashish, so uh, I won't say Victorinox is luxury. We, we kind of put ourselves as bridge to luxury. So, uh, but you know, luxury is, is a very relative term. So it, it keeps mm. on changing itself uh, based on the person who uses it. So now, uh, but in India, you would be surprised that, uh, uh, that during lockdown, uh, uh, the entire uh, uh, world, the retail world, uh, the, the information that we got from the world of, of, of retail for watches is that any watches priced above, four lakhs or four and a half to five lakhs you know they did well they did better during the lockdown and and uh, uh, compared to the to the media segment which is up, up to about a lakh rupees so uh, basically uh, the indians uh, buy a lot of watches but they buy it abroad you know? so oh. they, 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 they genuinely want to go to the motherland the swiss and buy a swiss watch from there so when the, then when you come back and say listen i bought a rolex from uh, you know, Booker in, in Switzerland, mm. it, it is different from when you say, okay, I bought a Rolex from, uh, you know, from uh, yes, uh, from yes. Art of Time in, in Mumbai. So, mm -hmm. so there is there is a difference in there. So, a lot of Indians would buy watches abroad and then we do not get the statistics back in India. So, but then the, during the lockdown, people were forced to buy watches in India. So, of course, there was a huge jump in, in this entire category. But having said so, the luxury watch, this entire segment of Swiss watches uh, is, is growing at about uh, 15 to 20% in the last Three to four years, We've, it has come. It, it came down a little bit uh, in the last two years, but again, price points below a lakh. Price points above a lakh grew again fifteen percent year on the year, even during the pandemic. And uh, now, in the last three four months, we've kind of bounced back. We are back to two thousand nineteen figures, and we hope that we, we shall be growing even more. So, uh, uh, I, I would say that this is a very comfortable uh, business. The watch of uh, the business of uh, of luxury watches. If you see. Uh, the way uh, the, the retail stores are expanding, Ethos is one of them, which is expanding quite mm -hmm. fast. 
we, we see a lot of expansions happening uh, from Helios, which is owned by the Tatas. So which proves the point that there is a lot of, uh, 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 you know, growth in this genre of watches, be it luxury or be it mid-segment. So it, it, it's a good uh, business, uh, which is healthy, uh, with the healthy growth. So it's a very important point, which you mentioned, right? People prefer to buy, you know, from the country of origin, be, you know, uh, any place uh, except India. Yeah. I think the one is the experience side is definitely there. But from my personal experience Correct. or the limited information, I think it's also one of the trust issues. I mean, uh, could it be one of the reason in terms of when you're buying uh, sort of a mid-range watch, you know, uh, uh, through a distributor uh, or someone else. I mean, uh, there must be some trust angle towards also it. I mean, does it contain all the genuine parts or, I mean, is it an original product or not? I mean, fakes are prevalent, right? In any segment, any sort of product. Uh, so does that also plays into mind apart from the experience and the reason people prefer to buy watches internationally? Uh, well, Ashish, this was the situation which were which was pre uh, prevalent about five five and a half years back. Uh, people were not okay. very confident of buying expensive, really high high end watches. But things have changed now because uh, you know how these brands work is they give an authentication certification, which is the warranty card, mm -hmm. which gives okay. an authentic certification. Then each of these Swiss watches have a serial number. So mm -hmm. uh, with this serial number, you can always trace back. To the country of, I mean, from, from the country of manufacturing, whether the pieces are original or not. So I wouldn't say that this is a real big issue now of, of mm -hmm. uh, whether the walk, watch is fake or genuine. But yes, you need to buy it from a genuine retailer. I mean, an authorized retailer. So you first need to know who is authorized to sell this watch in India. You should visit the company's website and find out the authorized retailers in India. And then you buy it from there. So uh, the authenticity really does not, uh, it will not, should not be a big hindrance today. But uh, the what it, uh, it it is more of, of buying from from the country of origin, going there that that is more nostalgic, and, and I think it, you you remember it for longer period of time. Yes. So that's that's also a reason why. Plus, there are some brands which are not available in India, and then India mm -hmm. being not as big as China or or Japan, you know, uh, all the latest launches do not come here. All the entire collection is not available in India many times. So this could also be a reason why people want to indulge outside because they get a larger variety. I was seeing this, uh, I mean, the data could be totally wrong. I'm not too sure. So uh, this one of the social medias post on Instagram or somewhere else. I mean, uh, which said uh, the entire watch production from Swiss, you know, the total number of watches sold by Swiss. I mean, it's equivalent to Apple watches. Uh, how do you feel about sort of that angle, yeah. right? I mean, Apple is eating into everyone's pies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Ashish, this was this is already about two years back, 2019. I think uh, the the entire production of Apple was equivalent to the entire Swiss watch production. But uh, just to clarify, this is unit versus unit. Okay. So it's units of Apple watches versus unit of Swiss Army. Uh, so, sorry, unit of Swiss watches. But when it comes to value, you know, the the the, the Apple watches are about thirty thousand to about a lakh, whereas mm -hmm. Swiss watches. Uh, can start at about 15,000 and there is no end to it. They can go up to a CR or more than a, a few CR actually, a single unit of watches constant. So of course, it's value-wise, there was no comparison, but unit-wise, yes. And what has been uh, uh, badly hit or, or, or actually affected uh, price brackets are the fashion segment of Swiss watches, which is 
mm. which is again priced at about 25 to 40000 so you know a person who actually looks for quality and looks for a long term uh, product like an automatic watch which is a lifetime product which you buy people will not indulge in apple apple will be their day watch or their watch uh, going out when when they play golf maybe but when they really want to flaunt themselves and talk about who they are apple will take over the personality of the person so you rather wear a watch which speaks about you rather than wearing a digital watch on your wrist which can be good for your you know when you're doing your jogging and things like that when you need uh, the watch to give you a lot of data but when you really need to speak about who you are and in the evening when you go out and meet your friends and and your peers in the industry that is where your taste actually needs to be shown to them that's how the you know the the, the social world works right ashish so we always believe that there is a, there's a status which we need to maintain for ourselves and that's where the swiss watches come into being so so are are you a, a, a rolex person or are you a brigade or are you a victorinox guy or are you a tissot guy so this gives a very strong character to yourself so you know people would like to relate themselves with these watches wow um i just realized i have too many questions related to watches now <laughs> it's it's yeah really- actually ashish uh, i i i understand Uh, but uh, uh, but there's something very interesting also in the travel gear phase that we do we mm-hmm. just launched uh, yes. a, a travel gear a segment called the spectra uh, 3.0 mm-hmm. uh, the best part about it is that 65% of the body of this spectra which is the polycarbonate is recycled so it's made from plastic bottles which is recycled and at the same time we are not compromising on quality you know that we give a 10 years of warranty mm-hmm. so uh, yeah so like even in sustainability we try and 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 stand out like uh, uh from rest of the companies uh, in 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 all this different arena so that's something very exciting as well for us yeah got it and so majority uh, how will you classify so majority of tori knox business in india is predominantly in watches and then the second category will be the travel gear right or no uh, yeah so watches is is like we, we are very close to each other like uh, if you really want to uh, break it up the swiss army knife is about 21% uh, the kitchen okay. knife is about 27% so i have an interesting story about kitchen knife which i can share with you uh, watches is about 28 and travel gear is about 24% so they, we are very close to each other so uh, uh, so this is how uh, are, are categorized but uh, if you see worldwide the largest category is always the swiss army knife Uh, so they contribute to about 35% uh, worldwide but in india things are a little bit different so we are strong on the on the watches and the travel gear and i absolutely love story so uh, please uh, go ahead about you uh, about to share something about the knife yeah yeah because the kni- the kitchen knife was a segment you know ashish we never uh, looked up- upon it it was always like okay buddy you are mm-hmm. there so mm-hmm. it is something like you have your mom at home and then you never realize the importance of your mom as long unless she goes on a leave and then you realize oh god i have to cook mm-hmm. myself that that is when your mother actually comes or 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 whoever is important in our lives we realize how important she or he is mm-hmm. so a kitchen knife was always a segment which we always had and and we kind of uh, you know lived with it it was during the covid when uh, uh, in 2020 uh, i think we survived the month of march with all our stores shut down we had money to give salaries april mm-hmm. we started thinking now what do we do because travel gear was not selling watches were not selling mm. we only had kitchen knives which were selling in amazon and uh, suddenly we realized within the first two months that there was a huge increase of demand of kitchen knives online 
Oh, I mean, people were cooking at home, Ashish. So you know that time, 2020, every, oh, yes. everyone would push, put, put pictures in Instagram. I have cooked this, I have cooked that. You, you remember those days, right? Yes, yes. Everyone and an artist. A cook. <laughs> and an artist as well. I mean, they were cooking artistic things. Yeah, yeah, correct. And at the same time, men were going to the kitchen. Oh, yes. And you know what happens when men goes to the kitchen, you know, they will not use the same kitchen knife which was there. They want a good kitchen knife, a nice one, a new utensil, a new bowl. You know, they really want to flaunt that they're, they're cooking. Absolutely. So they want, everything we want nice. our own gear. <laughs> Correct. You want your own gear. Well said, Ashish. So, so there we, we came and, and they, there has been a 300% jump in our Swiss wow. kitchen knife sale. So like uh, we were we were literally uh, you know amazed at how kitchen knife helped us sail to the entire one and a half year, and even uh, 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 we started placing huge in in debt with Switzerland. And some of the factory was still supplying. The factory was not shut down, so we could get our inventory. And so the story is that the kitchen knife actually helped us survive the entire COVID. And uh, we had the uh, help of Chef Ranbir Bra. Chef came on board with us, and he was the one. We inspired a lot of Indians to actually understand why Victorinox is 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 is, is what Victorinox is all about. That the sharpness, the quality, you know, the balance of the knife. So he 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 uh, did a lot of education during that time, and we somehow could sail the entire two years without asking a single employee of our company to leave. So we did not ask any of the company, any of our people in India to leave. Rather, Ashish, we recruited people during <laughs> lockdown. So uh, that is that. Yeah, We had to get guys on board who could handle Amazon well because that as a channel was doing pretty well. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. So this is how Kitchen Knife survived us. Wow. Yeah, it, 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 it helped to survive. Yeah. I mean, it's always, it just True. reinforces in my head, you know, to have a diversified portfolio of products or services i mean you never know at the end of the day uh, uh yeah yeah it does it does uh, you know there is another another story of of, mm -hmm. of why we went into diversification uh, or largely went into diversification mm -hmm. uh, is is basically the 911 story i don't know if you know about it uh, the 911 is when uh, uh, the twin tower attack you know the oh, yes. uh, the 911 so mm -hmm. our, so after the twin tower was hit, you know, the selling of Swiss Army knives in the airport was stopped. So today you okay. cannot carry a Swiss Army knife in the airport. But back in, in 2010, uh, mm -hmm. uh, 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 2001 or 2000 rather, sorry, you could mm -hmm. carry a Swiss Army knife in your flights. So that was mm -hmm. allowed. So but after the twin tower attack, uh, the Swiss Army knife sales in the airport was stopped worldwide. So uh, overnight, we lost 30% of our business. Oh so God. the company actually didn't know what to do with it. Now you would suddenly lose out thirty percent of your business. I mean, uh, your profitability and how do you survive? How do you keep your employees on board? And how do you work with it? That is when the company decided that you know the Swiss Army knife, which we very proudly say as a tool, as as mm -hmm. a friend, can suddenly be termed as a weapon. So uh -huh. if it is termed as a weapon, then it can you know it can have uh, adverse effects on it. So like. So that is when we decided that we also need to diversify into other product categories like travel gear, watches. Uh, today we have travel gear, watches, cutlery and perfume. So we are actually into five categories all total. So that's the story of our diversification. Oh, Ashish. that's that's really impressive and amazing. I mean, it's always sort of I'm always in such an awe in terms of how these big brands are able to survive 
and take decisions for the next 10 years or so and keep sort of innovating i mean uh, that's something uh, uh new really ways, impressive yeah. uh, so one thing which comes to my mind uh, deepraj is uh, you mentioned amazon as one of your um, channel so uh, as yeah. a strategy in india do, do you uh, i'm not too aware of in terms of do you plan to continue and depend on marketplaces or do you see a, any point in time uh, selling directly to customer or if you're selling i mean where do you see the focus will be there or it will be sort of multi channel strategy no single one contributing uh, what are your thoughts on that okay so ashish uh, i think this is a topic which uh, uh requires a lot of debates i have i have written about this topic uh, a lot of time on linkedin and i found uh, uh you know a lot of uh, uh, very strong discussions and very strong point point of views people from amazon have also called me up ki sir aap naraz to nahi hamare upar so uh, you know so but <laughs> so but basically it is it is something like this that you know we need a good uh, mix of both Uh, because amazon gives us a huge reach that kind of reach is really dreamt of you cannot get that kind of reach on your own individual platform unless you are something like nike or something like apple which which you know are, are phenomenal strong brands you know? hmm. so uh, when we need a reach and we need to reach out to our consumers and we need that consumers who are not even aware about the brand to you know just by chance Uh, you know, uh, get to know the brand through a through a platform like Amazon. Mm. So uh, we we need a dependency on Amazon as well. But having said so, Amazon has lot of uh, hurdles for us. Like we do not really know who our consumers are buying there, and then it, it's becoming very expensive selling on Amazon from day to day because Amazon creates products. Like when we became successful two years back with kitchen knife, Amazon created a kitchen knife uh, product as a brand. You know, they create. Yeah, Amazon Basic. Yeah, and so that is now in a huge. So oh. that's giving us a huge competition now, and and we need to really pump in money to get a visibility over the Amazon product. So now we really don't know the Amazon. Does the Amazon product pay to Amazon, or they don't, or or we are just fighting a fictitious value created there? So okay. So having said that, you know, our spending has increased in Amazon, but we would surely like to continue in Amazon because we reach out to lot of audience there, and. we also should have our own website which is which is victorianox.com which we have live currently but then uh, we are not really working on making it a very strong but down the line the moment we have the victorianox store okay ashish there's another good news we are opening our first uh, victorianox brand store in palladium in mumbai next month oh, wow. so once the store gets live our mm-hmm. thank you arts our, our, our .com would also get much of traction we would start spending money and making it more Uh, uh, viable and invisible to the to the consumers, but I would to sum up, I would say that we would continue being in Amazon. We are not only in Amazon; we are there with Tata Click Luxury. We are there with uh, uh, with the normal uh, uh, Tata Click Marketplace. So we are there with three portals. But we would continue uh, being there in Amazon till the time uh, uh, you know Amazon uh, uh, maintains uh, the importance of brands being there till the time they do not. allow f- uh, fake products to be sold there until the time it is it is a good hygiene ethically maintained you know a uh, clean platform we can we, we shall continue in amazon and competition is fine even if it is there little bit from their own side i mean yeah i mean yeah i mean competition we have to live with it you know uh, so uh, uh, so that's how it is and, and and we finally have to live with it the only advantage is that it's a huge traffic and traction that comes yes. there in amazon Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, that's so the thing. I mean, it's kind of a search platform. Right. Today, right. it's kind of a search platform. I think you would also agree that when you search for something, you don't search in Google. You basically Absolutely. go to Amazon and search if you really want to buy something. That's very yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's very true. It has sort of that's the first yeah. place you go any sort sort of thing, and I mean Correct. this is and a you question I you have to be there. And the, the the thing is, I've asked this question to so many people, and I mean, in terms of certain brands, say many there are many now D two C brands which have pop up crossing hundred crores. Yeah. Uh, in revenue, yeah, yeah. different different seg- segments, mm-hmm. and one of the uh, I remember the interesting answer which came to me. So I asked, I am not able to recall the brand, or I think it was a fund, or I don't, I, I cannot recall. I, so I asked, I mean, is it okay to have competition on Amazon? So the answer, the answer which came mm-hmm. to me was, see, if you were operating in an offline model. Right. Uh, what stops mm-hmm. that sort yeah. of offline uh, retail chain or any chain to have? They they do have their own products, right? In the shelf, they decide where to put the product, the shelving space, and everything. So, and I mean, uh, don't have clarity in terms of is it the right way to do it? Can you launch your own product? You have so much amount of data, and you can just see. Okay, this product is doing well. I can tweak this 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 feature, and it will be number one. Uh, I mean, difficult one to get. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Shopper Stop also has its own brands. Like Stop, I think yes. is the Shopper Stop's own mm-hmm. brand. So there are, mm-hmm. so there are a lot of a lot of these stores that have their own brands. So basically, when whenever a retail platform, be it an online retail or an offline retail, becomes strong, you know, they create their own brands because mm-hmm. they realize that we have given the platform for other brands to come and sell. Why don't we do it ourselves? So that's mm-hmm. when you know they start creating brands. So this is this is a very normal human phenomenon. This will happen. So, like the way they would create competition, even a brand like us would evolve eventually, and mm-hmm. there would be time when uh, you know we can evolve to such levels that we might not need an Amazon uh, mm-hmm. to actually support us. So we would be so strong. So when, for example, if today I look for shoes, I either look for a Nike or I look for shoes. Right. If I look for for mm-hmm. for, a, for a phone, I either look for Apple or I look for a phone. You know, yes. so then I know I need to go to Apple or I look for a phone. So that's mm-hmm. how it is. So either I become that kind of an iconic brand, then I don't need a platform like Amazon to survive. But then that's a, a, a phase of the brand's journey which which takes time. So Amazon is always a, a, a very uh, go-to platform, I would say, for the beginners and for a, a brand like us, which uh, has as a very varied uh, price point product. So. And it's very nicely you you know put across your point of view. So how does someone actually? It it, it really intrigues me. You know, I, I don't have answers. You know, most of my questions I don't have answers for myself. <laughs> so how does <laughs> okay. how does someone create you know this sort of brand where you know if you're thinking about buying a phone, it's either Apple or a phone. If you're thinking of buying shoes, it is either Nike or you know other brands right how does someone go about you know you have been into this space uh how does w- w- according to you what are the few things someone needs to do if someone is looking to build brand that's such a strong brand uh, what are the key ingredients if there are any <laughs> well ashish actually there are uh, there are thoughts about it there are mm-hmm. uh, but i won't say there are predefined ingredients that if you actually mm. put those ingredients and you would cook the right broth it no is, it is not uh, it does not work no secrets actually i mean there are i would say uh, everything is open about how apple or about harley davidson or or, or how uh, you know these brands have become so big but what i would say is that every brand uh, needs to have a very strong character 
you know a character that people can resonate with like for example if you see uh, the character of apple apple says that they want to challenge the status quo so they want to do things differently that's what apple stands for they're they're they're, they're everything i mean uh, if you see the laptops everything is, is is on the left hand side whereas in microsoft things are on the right hand side so they they believed on doing things very differently from what they named their laptops macbook so i mean uh, so they thought things very differently so i think the first thing that uh, is very integral for building a brand is to create a very strong personality and to be very clearly defined who you are so that i think is the first step that every brand needs to decide so if you really want to be a jack of all trades rather than being who you are you know it, it becomes difficult for you so you can have brand extensions like today uh, well apple started with uh, the, the 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 laptop and then probably they expanded into the phones but those are extensions so extensions are something different but the mother product should always have a very strong character which is you know uh, uh, why the brand was built so this why thing why are you building this brand actually helps about building building a brand so that and, and also more so you know the quality is, is a very strong pillar of of a brand being successful so today nike apple all makes very good quality products so uh, there is no secret recipe ashish it's it's all about quality it's all about designing uh, and and you know uh, taking uh, the right uh, decision at the right time i would say uh, uh, the right opportunity at the right time that's how these brands grab it and they really go big so i think mm-hmm. uh, i think yeah i think character is really important and character is very important yeah yes I yes yes and so, so what has been the uh, strategy uh, for you in terms of or let me put it the other way what has been the most effective channels uh, marketing communication channels which has sort of help you uh, set a very strong foothold or create that awareness uh, was it campaigns offline online like what was your top two sort of initiative which really help you uh, establish a strong presence but okay uh, so ashish as i said you know every product category of us has a separate uh, marketing communication that we do and mm-hmm. we deal with them as separate verticals that's how we we work so uh, now uh, uh, the swiss army knives as a product you know uh, the indian market uh, is 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 right today but it was not set 4 uh, to 5 years back people were not so involved in outdoors and and people in india were not a diy kind of a crowd they would not do things themselves they would hire a plumber electrician or things like that so the swiss army knife whatever success we've got was basically through offline exhibitions so we 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 con- continue doing these small exhibitions in the malls uh, to to show to the consumer how the swiss army knife functions you know because an advertising of swiss army knife would not create any kind of uh, uh, inquiry or, or or inquisitiveness to what is they would just see okay this is a knife and especially if it is closed people can't even recollect as to what it is if you open up its functions and show them a knife and a scissor they know what a knife and a scissor is for and it will not be interesting for anyone to actually go into it it is only when they realize that it's so compact and this it, it goes beyond the knife and a, and a scissor it's got so many other functionalities and these are the work that you can do with it you can carry it in your pocket as well and then it can be of your need whenever things like that uh, probably you know uh, there's an amazon packet that lands up in your home and then you, you immediately need to cut off 
or there are parcels which comes to your places or or there's a small screwdriver on your uh, spectacle which which is kind of loosened up and you really need to make it strong you need to open your wine bottles so the variety of job that the swiss army knife gives in and compact into a one small piece is what is needs to be shown so the success that we have or whatever success we didn't have a big success we're still on the way for it is through live exhibitions of the swiss army knife the same thing had been for uh, for cutlery as well people would ask us why a 400 rupees knife and a 50 rupees knife is available so we again had used lot of chefs to actually do cutting uh, uh, you know uh, uh, small classroom sessions in balls or we used to call up people in societies and we used to uh, let them experience the victorian knock sharpness and that is where people were in awe and they would decide okay i mean 10 times price is is worth it because this is a lifetime investment that they are making uh so that is how the the kitchen knives we did it for watches of course it was a full fledged we used to advertise a lot in times of india we tried and create products for india specific as well like we tried and and created a lot of bicolor watches with 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 gold components Uh, being a swiss they uh, generally european markets do not buy too much of gold but india is into gold so we we actually create a lot of product that is in the mindset of the indians and we created advertisement crafting towards it so mostly these would be print communications that we did pre covid print communications holdings and and not much of online communication and of course very strong pr that's what we we continue doing for watches and as i said that in store our our main forte was in store we educated the counter staff we kind of uh, uh, you know uh, advertised a five years warranty our display standards and everything was was, was very well maintained so that uh, the inquisitiveness or or the eagerness uh, to carry on or to watch the brand is there live at the store so that's how we 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 actually made uh, watches pretty uh, reasonably strong in india compared to and again ashish Uh, we in watches are fighting with the biggest player in watches which is tissot <laughs> yes. and and rado they are the biggest conglomerate so we always have this problem even in travel gear we are fighting against samsonet and tumi who only mm. knows how to make travel gear right Correct. they don't know how to make anything else and their entire mm. focus is there so when we launch travel gear we need to be very very focused that we do not collide with them we we create a price point which is different we create a usp which is very very different so like in a, in the current travel gear that we 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 have launched we've got a lot of usps which are which are very very different and which which is not there you know in 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 most of the other travel gears like for example uh, uh, the the recycled uh, the the polycarbonate that i was talking about you know we use uh, uh, the recycled polycarbonate there then then we've got a uh, uh, a push button tsl lock there then above all we've we've given something very interesting actually it's called personalization you can personalize the bag with your name on it so which is which is something very interesting yeah we've we've done that as well on this bags and uh, there is a very strong stabilizing technology because these bags expand so when these bags expand if you realize that they become very unstable they can't stand they fall off when when you expand the bags but we have installed the stabilizing technology which makes these bags even more stronger when they when they stand up i mean they don't fall down so and uh, even ashish inside the bags you know uh, we have we've we've done an antimicrobial lining so okay. because if there is food in your bag and and the right. food spills over you know it's good to create bacteria over a period of time so this antimicrobial lining that we have inside the bag uh, uh, actually stops this so you can wash that 40 times it would still continue having that uh, coating of antimicrobial lining uh, uh, even in spite of 40 washing 
so uh, so that is maintained there and uh, this bag also has a very interesting opening up it, it opens up from the front where you can just slide a laptop in standing you know you don't have to mm -hmm. put the bag on 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 a base and then open it the way we do it the, the standing bag can be opened up from the front itself and we can slide your laptop actually inside so uh, so these are a few things which are which are very very interesting uh, uh, we have come up with these which is uh, which should make our product stand out ashish and as a consumer you know it's always so much fun because whenever a new brand mm -hmm. comes in they come with so many such features and it's always exciting to try it out <laughs> right ashish it's it's very true i mean this is this is uh, this is it, it's all about what extra you giving me yes so we really need to uh, you know rack our brain to find out what and and to be very honest that the generation z that 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 Uh, mm. uh, uh, even you catered to in terms of, of your listener are people mm -hmm. who are very very aware. They are not like the millennials or not like us. Mm. I mean, who uh, have certain emotional attachment to brands. You know, they generally uh, are, are very. Uh, they want the products. They are very demanding in terms of sustainability. They mm. demand uh, to the products to understand uh, their production line as to where are they produced from. They want to know. Uh, you know, who are the suppliers. so that uh, there is sustainability across the entire chain they really want to know the feature and and they question the price so it so the generation uh, z that that i'm talking about are someone who are very difficult consumers and and all the brands uh, are really gearing up to actually uh, make them happy and make them their consumers yeah they are getting too pampered i sometimes say <laughs> they are too pampered they are not brand loyal they believe on the world of online buying yes. delivery uh uh you know the impulse buying sometimes they do yes and and the brands really need to pamper them to actually have them as loyal consumers on on uh, on, on their list wonderful uh thank you so much devrat for explaining everything so uh simply and elegantly uh, really enjoyed you know it just a different world you have opened to me <laughs> and uh, really enjoyed talking to you thank you so much ashish If there is, if there is anything I missed, if you want to add something, please. Uh, any anything you want to say? Uh. No, Ashish. I would just like to end this with a little bit of uh, uh, something which is uh, got to do about family. I mean, uh, something which is very interesting, which I always love about Victoria Knox is that this is a family-owned business. This is four years that that uh, this is the fourth generation. Sorry, it's the fourth generation which is running this business. and the company you know was was uh, was uh, formed uh, because the owner decided that the small town where he belonged to called ibak there he needs to set up a factory so that the people in the town don't leave their country and go to germany so i'm talking about 1884 when switzerland was very poor country not like what it is now yeah. so this gentleman actually opened up a factory as a social responsibility to hold back his countrymen and he named the company after his mother so the word victory knox actually is is comes from from two words you know put together the name of the mother which is victoria and inox which stands for stainless steel so uh, so it 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 has come from the two names uh, put together and it it's called actually portmanu so it's a portmanu name of victoria and inox so a uh, lot of family values in this and it's beautiful to work for a company like victoria inox and and, and thankful so much ashish for talking to you i mean you've been putting a very interesting questions which actually inspired me to open up whatever uh, information i have about the company i thoroughly enjoyed it likewise thank you so much and again i mean the the you know you can it always makes me happy you know when a brand has such story and 
character again coming to that point right i mean uh, uh, it feels good to be associated yeah, and buy such products always yeah wonderful thank, thank you. you so thank much thank you actually thank, thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure